I'm Dean Blandino, and you're listening to Scoop FM. Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Shadow Dynasty League, the only league that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, and guess what? Yes! I'm advancing to the championship three times at three three championship appearances. That ties the all-time record with a chance to clinch my uh my you know, extend my record of two second place trophies to a third. Maybe add myself to the pantheon of past winners that includes only three distinct members. And also, Drew, welcome to the winner's circle. Now the sixth ever member to make it this far. And guess what? Both of our expansion teams have made it in. Nikki, sorry, Nick Young and Drew, both taking over shambolically depleted rosters, taking them to the championship. Nick won his. Will Drew win this one? That would be some feat. Both expansion teams to win a championship uh, in, in you know, just three or four years. I don't know what odds you would have had that on, but that is pretty impressive in my book. And what an exciting weekend of football. Not really. I didn't even get to see too much of it because it just, you know, how many games they put on Christmas Eve? You got to go around them. It's just, it was stupid. It was hard to watch them all. Um, I wasn't a big fan of that setup, but... Regardless, we got what we got, and it played out in my favor, and I did promise, and I'm a man of my word, that if I were to win my match against Nikki, and I would be back in the championship, thanks to my glorious bye week, thanks to my glorious second round performance, what would I do? I told you I would go naked caroling, and that's exactly what I've done. I can feel the spirit, oh, and I think I feel a song coming on. Hark on Scoop FM, my singing glory to Jalen Hurts, my king. Zeke and Pollard running wild, Ayuk and Shani reconciled. Joyful all ye losers rise, join the triumph of my guys. Hosts proclaim a portal baby wins again. Hark on Scoop FM, I sing glory to a portal king. Christian Watson, more TDs, one for Godwin, two for T. Law's hair makes him look like a god. Saquon's finally on a winning squad. All the pain Gibson's caused me. Let's win this for our pal JT. Enshrine ourselves in your dynasty lore. And never have to hear Sky's name no more. Hark on Scoop FM, I sing 
Oh, please, God, let me win a ring. Oh, yes. Dear Lord, please do not let me return for a third goddamn time and not make this fucking thing and not actually win it. God, that would be very painful to bear, but unfortunately, you know, with how things have gone for me, I, I will not be surprised if that's the exact outcome this weekend. Anyway, let's preview those games that set up our championship match. We had me versus Nick, Nicky Ballone, as you now know. Yes, I did prevail. With Trevor Lawrence and Tyler Huntley, my quarterback three and quarterback five, essentially. Uh, but I still prevailed fantastically. And, you know, they, I, I probably would have given myself no shot if you told me, yeah, Zeke and Pollard are going to combine for 20, but CD and Dak are going to combine for 52. Yeah, I would have said, okay, I'm fucked. So that's exactly what happened. They couldn't, couldn't run the ball on the Eagles, I guess. They had to go through the air. They had to play catch up. Yeah, I'm just, I'm screwed, right? Uh, running a bunch empty. There's no one even in the backfield. I'm like, oh my God, I'm completely dead. Oh shit. He rightfully played Daniel Jones in a plump, in cozy indoor matchup rather than Deshaun Watson in the blistering, bitter cold. Um, you know, I would have assumed I was screwed. But that's it. I mean, that's it. I, I mean, I even spotted Nikki four points with the Denver defense. If I had just played the Cowboys defense, you know, love the one you with, the one you came with, that's an eight-point difference, right? I took out Chris Godwin uh, just because I, I figured, oh, God, if he actually does somehow get end up with negative points and I really lose this, you know, it's not worth it. At this point, points don't mean anything. It's just a win. So that's another six. Right, so I got 14 there down on the table, a couple other better things that I could have done to prevail. But a lot of other things went in my favor. Quiet, quiet day game from Diggs. Zonovan Knight, oh, can't do anything against that Jags. Uh, tough D-line. You got T. Higgins, you know, him having the day over Jamar Chase and ha being so close to a second touchdown. Christian Watson, fucking, you know, thrown just a little too much to the inside by Rodgers. Kind of a bad throw. But you got to be able to stand up on that on that third down. He trips over himself, can't run in a touchdown, and then a huge 60-yard bomb, and Rodgers overthrows it. You know, so you get even one of those two, then this is a pretty this is a pretty handy whooping. But it's not exactly how it went down. So those things went in my favor. But really, if you look at it, could Nicky have won this game? Yeah, absolutely. He was right to bench Deshaun for Daniel Jones, where he tripped up. Jawan Johnson over Pat Fryermuth. No faith. You traded for Fryermuth. It's the playoffs. You got to play him. I was in that same boat. Do I play Goddard, who I traded for, or Dulcich? Turns out, yeah, should have gone Dulcich, but it's a 3.2 difference. This is a six-point difference. You combine that with benching Amari Cooper, right? Nikki thinks there's no way they're running the ball and benching Deshaun and benching Cooper, but if he had played him over the likes of Zonovan Knight, or Ramondre Stevenson, yikes, he could have won this game. So it wasn't completely out of bounds. There were a couple things I could have done to make it that, but I didn't. And so Nicky will have to live with those regrets forever, and we will see what he can put together next year. Our other matchup, high-flying, way more exciting, Drew versus Billy. Yes, Drew, like all year, 
a little hamstrung by his quarterback situations. I mean, we're talking 18 points between Geno Smith and Derek Carr. That's not great. Derek Carr literally dropped six points thanks to uh, the Steelers' defense. Minka Fitzpatrick, in particular, basically on Billy's team, giving him four points, but it wasn't quite enough. But for for Drew, this is exactly, you know, you're seeing the fruits of his labor pay off. You got Taysom Hill and Kamara in a, in a decent matchup, and they're going off, right? You make the trade for that. That works out pretty well. You get an eight-point swing call on the Jags defense. I thought that was a great call to begin the weekend, um, knowing they were going up against Zach Wilson. And then you have your boys. You make the trade for TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, the, 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 the best draft pick that Drew's ever made, right? We could say that hands down. And then Henry and Eckler just chugging along, doing their things. People told Drew, you got to sell those guys, but I guess he never liked the return. He always wanted to go for it, and look at him now. That all brought him here. That all brought him to the championship. It's proven it doesn't matter who your quarterbacks are sometimes. If you can guarantee points with Henry and Eckler, and, and Montgomery is good for you, right? You have a big Hawkinson game, and you always have Justin Jefferson, then there you go. That is enough to make it to the dance. Billy, on the other hand, um, <clears throat> you know, a pretty... Again, exactly like I kind of predicted. We're talking 18 points between Drew's quarterbacks. Billy's putting up uh, 48, right? A 30-point advantage there. But, you know, just uh, James Conner kind of just right at the end of the game, I don't want to call it garbage time because it went to overtime, but almost was doing nothing. You know, Mixon doesn't have a big game. Tyreek Hill handled a bit. There were certain points. I mean, he got literally dragged down at the one-yard line. Would have been like a 60 or 70 yard touchdown, right? So that takes away six points, uh, which, you know, would have helped make the difference. But again, we're seeing this with Miami starting off real hot and then just seem to be slowing down. Two of the mistakes start building and building later on in the game. Quiet from Amonra, quiet from Mark Andrews, right? And Devonta Smith, that's the other one that really hurled him into relevancy. Um, if you look at it, did he have any way to win? I, I actually don't. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry. Oh, I forgot. This is a sore wound to open up. Now, if he plays the Pats defense against uh, Cincinnati over Tennessee's defense against Houston, which, you know, you probably would never think to do, that's a six-point swing, and that puts him within uh, three and a half of winning this matchup. So then that's just a tweak here or there, right? Um, you know, basically like Gus Edwards over Dobbins or, or over or over Latavius. But the big one that he neglected here, the Deonta Foreman train. So if we check out that train and how it had been doing, right, some big gains with a couple duds in there just a week before Pittsburgh, 10 attempts for nine yards. <laughs> I mean, when you're averaging less than a yard per carry, I, I can understand the trepidation with starting this guy. But yeah, essentially, if he had started him over almost any of his flexes aside from Devonta Smith, yeah, literally, and James Conner, even over Tyreek Hill, over anybody, he wins this match. He's in the playoffs. But lo and behold, that's not what Billy did. So Billy will be going home. Uh, in other news, uh, Matt took care of Devin pretty easily. So he's he's winning that round and moving on. And um, yeah, so we've got our top. Let's you know what? Let's just go over the draft order real quick. We'll do that. We'll cover that. And um, then we'll preview these last two games we have. Everyone's done. So we're set one through six. 
So we're going Nate, then Dave, then Nick Young, then Bob, then Matt, and then Devin. So a couple interesting things, obviously. That gives Nate uh, one in four, two picks in the top four. Uh, he's got four in the top 11, five in the top 17. It's a pretty nice spot. Dave has his own first-round pick. That's good. No second, no third. He's got Nicky's second, though, so we'll see where that plays out. Nick Young has all his picks. He doesn't have anybody, so he's just threes across the board. Uh, and Bob didn't have his first or second, so he picks up with his own uh, picks starting in the third round and going from there. He has Nate's third rounder, which is at least a high one. That's 21. And for Cam Akers, he got 15 overall. So we'll see how that plays out. From Matt, who Matt's got every pick, except for the second he gave to Bob for Cam Akers, and he uh, doesn't have anyone else's. So that's pretty interesting there. Uh, Devin's right behind him at six. Devin is going to have three in the top 10 because he's got three first rounders, him, Nikki, and Drews. And I guarantee if you had told him, hey, your highest pick next year is going to be six, he would have said, oh, shit, I must have gone pretty far in the playoffs, huh? Then, I don't know, Nikki and Drew, one of them, you know, made it to the second round. Oh, not quite. Not quite. I don't think that was exactly the outcome he was expecting um, to have his three picks be six through ten, but that's still a lot of ammo for him. Um, and as we as we consider that, you know, he could get seven and nine. That's his best. Six, seven, nine. He could get six, eight, ten. Um, you know, we'll have to see. And then he has 14, and then nothing till the late third round. So we'll have to see how the rest of it plays out, right? And this is important for Nikki and Bill. You will be playing this week for third place. The winner gets $100 and pick seven, right? We always want to motivate you to try to go for it, even if maybe you don't own your first, you don't own your actual own pick, which in these case, this case, neither opponent does. Neither of these guys owns their first or second. Nate has both abilities. Uh, Devin has Nicky's from the Deshaun trade and Dave has Nicky's maybe from the Diggs, uh, deal there. So we'll have to see where they kind of shift around. It's not going to affect their capital, but one of them will be going home with a hundred dollars. So then me and Drew were the other matchup for the championship winner wins and gets 10 loser gets nine. So it's always been, Hey, if you, if you don't win, you at least get pick nine. You're ahead. You're step above. Doesn't matter for us. I have both of our seconds, so the order doesn't change. Basically, I already know today that I have 19 and 20. Uh, as as for our first round picks, well, Billy's got mine and Devin's got Drew's, so we'll let that shake out. And our third round picks, um, so these just confuse the shit out of me because apparently mine is going to Devin and uh, Drew's going to Dave. I don't I don't think those two trades ever directly happened. I think it was, it was from people, right? Like, this crazy-ass swap that's going on. It was Bob's pick that he gave to Drew, and then Drew put it in a swap with Devin, and then he traded that pick to Billy. So it's like just pure insanity, trying to remember, okay, how the fuck did that person end up with it? But So that's that. So really makes no difference for us. You just want to win. There's no draft capital implication. And, of course, we always let the $900 remaining prize the uh, two contestants can come to an agreement. We came to the standard, which has seemed to be the standard for a couple years, 600 to the winner, 300 to second place. So nice little payday for either of us there. You know, maybe uh, maybe fund a couple trips to, uh, you know, a Detroit casino in, in our future someday when we ever make a Lions game. So let's preview the last matchup of the year with just a little bit of intrigue for you here. 
So me versus Drew, the odds makers didn't have this high up on, on matchups. So if you had it on your bingo card, congrats. I believe that paid 13 or 16 to 1 for this to be the championship matchup. Um, it'll be interesting. You have Eckler in, in, in a pretty good matchup. You got Derrick Henry going against Zeke and Pollard on Thursday night. So pretty early on, we might know who's got a distinct advantage heading into Sunday. Um, you have Justin Jefferson and Christian Watson going head-to-head. You have you know TJ Hawkinson also in that game. So really the big games to look out for to see how this thing goes for us. And I've got Dallas's defense. So it will be that Thursday night game uh, will be massive, absolutely massive. Um, that's between the Cowboys and the and the Titans. And then, um, yeah, Sunday at 425, Green Bay versus uh, the Vikings. The Vikings trying to, you know, confirm the two seed and potentially jump into the one seed. Uh, Green Bay just trying to stay alive, trying to control their own destiny here. So that'll be very interesting. A low-key, interesting kind of twist of fate match, you know, twist in fate's difference here is, you know, way back in the day, back in 2020, I believe I had picks 11 and 14. And just the day before, Adrian Peterson was shockingly cut from the Washington football team and gave on his exit interview on the way out, they want Antonio Gibson to be the guy. So they're going to try to let him be the guy. So now I'm flustered, right? I'm thinking, okay, basically my options here, because I'm at 11 and 14, I can get Gibson and then I can, you know, I can get Go Gibson here, and then receivers. Okay, there's Jefferson, there's Ruggs, there's Higgins. I like all those guys, right? I could kind of take whoever I like the best out of them. Or I could take, you know, Jefferson, Ruggs, or Higgins here, have my pick, and then I know Drew in the next pick is going to take Antonio Gibson. He told me that. And then, you know, when I come back around, I could take, I don't know, Zach Moss or A.J. Dillon, who's ever there. Probably Zach Moss. And so I think I made... The partial correct decision, right? Because the absolute worst case would have gone would would have been to go Rugs and Zach Moss, which ironically I believe Bob was picks uh, thirteen and fifteen, and that's exactly what he did, kind of right before that run. That'd been the worst case scenario. Now, if I had gone Jefferson and Dylan, that's probably the best you could possibly do there. Just getting Jefferson, and then at the end, oh, who are you going to take, Dylan? Right, knowing that. Jalen Hurts is waiting for me at pick 17 or 18 when I took him there. So, fascinating stuff. I go Gibson, and I get T. Higgins. I love T. Higgins. He's given me a lot of good matchups. It's probably the reason I made one of my championship runs when he went absolutely off just last year. Um, But, yeah, you look at it, the twist and fades. Gibson's been on my bench the past couple weeks, and Jefferson is currently leading Drew to to a championship appearance and perhaps a championship win. So it's sad to see, you know, the 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 tides of fate because I have him in in uh you know my best ball keeper league, Mr. Jefferson. I was was a favorite pick of mine, and I could have had him here. And if I do that, who knows who I'm playing in this championship? Who knows by how much I might be favored with a guy like that on my squad? But alas, he is not. And so will he let this motivate him 
and say, I'm going to just make Dan regret the day he didn't draft me, that he took Antonio fucking Gibson. Who the fuck? A, a Memphis converted wide receiver to running back has one good training camp, and you take him over me? National championship winner, Justin Jefferson, going 17 overall to the Vikings, having them laugh when the Eagles took Jalen Rager over me because they knew how damn good I was going to be. You took Antonio fucking Gibson over me? He may do that. He may spank my booty and make me look absolutely foolish, but we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. It's going to be an incredible weekend, another incredible championship. You know what, Drew? I'm just happy to be here. I think you are too. Look at us. Who would have, who would have thought it? Not me, but we're here, and we're uh, you know, going to have to get used to it. Oh, one last thing I'll just do real quick. Just a look ahead of all of our playoff teams and how they're going to fare in 2024. You know, given the 2023 draft, sorry, in 2023, given the draft that's coming up and et cetera. So Matt, I think is in, unfortunately, this is not good. I think it'd be a lot better for us if Matt had advanced over Drew, no offense, Drew, because if he advanced over you, then, you know, Billy would have beat him last week by the, by, you know, comparing their scores. And so then Matt is now looking at the barrel of, you know, pick seven or eight, right? Maybe seven, maybe eight, who knows? Instead, now he's locked into five, which is the highest he's ever picked since he took Kyler Murray 101 in the very first rookie draft back in 2019. So, you know, it's been four years since he picked this high, basically. This could be bad. He could get a a serious piece. You know, you look at Matt's team, he's got quarterback locked up. And when you do that, you are in a massive luxury. You can always go BPA. You can go running back there because you know that's a valuable position, right? But if you think some receiver is going to be really great, then you got him. So that is very dangerous for us. I actually think this is this is a horrible development uh, based on what could have gone. Devin should be okay. Now, Devin's got to figure out this quarterback two spot. Knowing that his highest pick is six, less than ideal. You've got Nate, Dave, and Nick Young, in my opinion, all need another quarterback. Now, do they like three guys enough to take them one, two, and three? You know, does Nate go Bijan Robinson knowing at worst he's going to get quarterback three at pick four? And maybe if Dave or Nick don't like the quarterbacks, right? And one of them, you know, you're getting, if one of them skips that position, goes somewhere else, gets a running back instead, now you're getting quarterback two. If neither of them go quarterback, you could get Bijan Robinson and quarterback one at four. I mean, who knows? So at that point, you know, if you're Devin, you're looking at it, you're like, ah, I don't know. Best case scenario, I don't think you'd be taking the first quarterback off the board that late, right? Kenny Pickett, I think, went at six or or maybe five. Um, no, he went a lot earlier. He went two. So we've never had a quarterback go that low. Um, this, you know, we our, our quarterback two last year went 17, but that was a function of where they were drafted. And, I, you know, I think today everyone would probably say, that Young, Stroud, and Levis are locked in to be first-round quarterbacks, but who knows? They've all, you know, you know, Levis is, 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 he's out. He's doing combine. Stroud's got to play in a playoff game against Georgia. I mean, if he is a horrible game, horrible, I'm talking, is he going that high? People are going to look at him and say, yeah, we know the league kind of overanalyzed fields, but we look at him and he's just, not as good as Justin Fields. You know, we took that guy 10, it was a more loaded class, there were more options, but 
you know, maybe he has a chance to fall. Bryce Young, what if he gets hurt in this bowl game? Does he fall? So we don't quite know. I think right now the safe money's on three quarterbacks are getting drafted in the first round minimum. Maybe Anthony Richardson or someone surprised could climb up the boards. But so you're looking at Devin, spot at six. I don't know. Maybe if quarterback two is available to you is the best uh, is the best scenario, but I think more likely it's quarterback three, if not four. So then you're in an interesting spot, right? You've got all these picks. Do you trade for, do you trade some of them for an established veteran? And then, you know, just try to load up your skill positions instead. Um, you know, try to get deeper at running back, get another receiver. You go a lot of ways. So I think Devin is in a good spot because he's got the ammo, but he's not in one of those spots where he's set up to go next year. He's going to have to figure this out. He's going to have to hit on these picks. He's going to have to figure out a quarterback, too, because Russ is not cutting it, and neither is Ritter, frankly. Uh, okay, so now who's left? Billy. I think Billy's in a good spot. He's still got a first-round pick. It could be 9. It could be 10. This is a team he can run back. I mean, you can survive with Kirk Cousins when you have Mahomes. Absolutely. You're, you're low-lit receiver. You've got some running backs that maybe aren't long. Right, James Conner, Deonta Foreman, even Joe Mixon. I mean, are these guys on your team in years and years? I don't know. Uh, so, you know, you probably hit that position and, and you're feeling good. You're right back competing for the bye in your division. I don't I don't think you really have anything to worry about. Okay, Nikki, uh, this is tough because you make the trade for Dalvin. You have maybe one good year out of him. You don't have a lot of capital to add. You know, basically have no capital to add to your team. You have Deshaun, right? And you hope in the second year with the Browns that, you know, he starts to perform like the Deshaun of old. Because otherwise, you know, I don't know what you would get with pick seven or eight, but, you know, it, it just stinks to say, okay, well, you use that resource to get Deshaun, but, you know, you're surviving with Dak and Daniel Jones who might get get a contract extension. Who knows? Uh, I think Daniel Jones will probably be starting somewhere if, if not for the Giants uh, in 2023, but who knows how long. So... Of all the playoff prospects, I'm most concerned about Nicky because he, you know, he gave up Waddle, he gave up Najee, he went a little older and doesn't have a lot of capital to get younger again. So, I mean, I think he's he's probably good for one more push next year, but then he's going to have to really think about it. And at least in 2024, he's got all his picks. So that's all right. Okay. As for Drew, yeah, Drew, I mean, like we I mentioned in the preview, you got Henry. You got Eckler. These are older running backs, right? You have Justin Jefferson. He is your absolutely locked and loaded guy. Never have to worry about it. But I don't think you feel great about either quarterback position, right? I mean, you know that you'll you'll probably get starts out of Derek Carr and Geno Smith into the future, but how many? I think you're worried about that. That you're looking at your running backs and thinking even Kamara too, you know, make a make a trade for Kamara. You know, you gotta be worried that. He's maybe got one more year left. And then you look, don't have a first or second this year. Um, you don't have a first next year. You do have like kind of a double pick swap things. So you may have a high second. So it's going to be, it's going to be critical, honestly, for you to win this. And if not this year, the next year, running it back with the same team, hoping you get enough out of your QBs and you can be carried by what might be kind of Henry and Eckler's last Supreme year. So it'll be interesting. If Drew wins this, it's all validated. He feels great. No worries. If he doesn't win it, I'll be very curious to see where he goes next year. Because you don't have any capital. You have these older running backs. You know, 
if, if things are going south early in the season, could you sell these guys to get a little younger? You know what I mean? Could you think of a big splash move maybe to get some quarterback help? I don't know. I'll be very curious to see how he goes about this and, and what's he thinking. If he gets a championship here, is he going to be pushing to run it back or is he going to say, be saying, hey, I got my championship, now I can sell all my pieces next year for spare parts, right, and try to just rework it. I got mine. Let's go to a quick rebuild and be back in 24. I don't know. That'll be interesting to me. Um, me, I think I'm fine. I'm fine. Because you got the quarterback settled, right, Lawrence and Hurts and Lamar, and then you have Trey Lance coming back. That's gravy. And I just look at a lot of my team like, yeah, I got rid of Javante and Pitts, but I have gravy coming back. I don't have Jonathan Taylor. I got Saquon as a free agent. Are they going to tag him? I don't know if they will. They might not. And I, you know, I don't even think it's the worst thing because Dable can build a pretty good offense. Um, but if not, he can go to an even better offense. That's great. So, you know, and I look at the pick situation. Okay, I got three second rounders. Yeah, it sucks at me and Drew are 19 and 20. So I can't really rely on that. But I got 12 from Dave. That could be a piece. I've got a quarterback to spare. If you're interested, hit me up in the offseason. Uh, you know, hit me up on draft night. We'll figure that out. So, you know, I think even if I don't win here, which, you know, according to my luck, I'm 0 for 2 currently, is probably likely to be going 0 for 3 and not getting another championship. Uh, just knock on wood. I don't even know what to do at this point. But even if I don't win this year, I'm confident I can come back next year, compete for a division title, get another bye week, and make a fourth run, a fourth chance to blow it. All right, well, that's it. That's your pretty much your you know round one, your round two review, your championship preview, and a look ahead to 2023 and beyond for all of our playoff teams. So this is probably the last time we'll be speaking to you. If I lose this week, it's definitely the last time that I'll be speaking to you because I'm not showing my face or making any word until draft day next year. So appreciate you listening. Enjoy the championship. Best of luck, Drew. Best of luck to everybody else in any other championship you're in. Bye-bye.